Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always. And coming up in today's episode, we're going to talk about this tough but extremely hard-fought loss to the Milwaukee Bucks, 109-112. to And why we may have lost this battle, but the Mavericks will win the war. But before we get into anything with today's episode, I have to talk about something that just was bothering me watching this game. Luka Donich is someone who drives to the lane probably more than anyone not named James Harden in the NBA. And he gets bumped and hacked and whacked and every other adjective that you can throw in there. And lately, he just has not been getting any calls whatsoever. And early in this game, it was just pretty evident that Anytime Luca drove down the lane, people could take, I'm going to call it the Dirk Liberties, which was anytime Dirk drove down the lane, and you know, for all you diehard Mavs fans who watched Dirk throughout his career, especially toward the end, players were allowed to hack at Dirk every time he drove down the lane. Like, it was just a given free pass that you could... Swing and swipe at uh, Dirk's arms and everything as he's driving down the lane. And you were never going to get a foul called because Dirk was weak. And, you know, that was just allowed because that was just what <laughs> was going to happen every time. Like, it was it was annoying to see um, that players were allowed to take those liberties with Dirk and just kind of hack at him all the time. And that seems to be progressing with Luka now. Luka went from, you know, taking almost 10 free throws a game to over the last two games, uh, you know, averaging about four. So that's a that's kind of an insane drop. And nothing's changed in this game. And it's not like these other guys are defending him so much better. There is no one who's out there playing extremely just great defense on Luka. Because first of all, they can't get his timing down right. And he just, <laughs> you know, messes people up. So, you know, Carlisle even got so upset in this game that he had to take a timeout and even scream at the referees about, you know, them kind of hacking at Luca. And if I'm Luca, early in these games, when you're playing against someone like Giannis, who was getting every foul call, even when there was no foul call, I just simply walk over to the refs, all three of them during a timeout or whatever, and say, I'm not asking for any special treatment. I'm not asking for y'all guys to give me anything more or less than the same cause you're giving Giannis on the other side. If you see him driving down the lane and him kind of get touched and he kind of flails a little bit and you're giving him that foul call because y'all were giving it all night long, you have to give that same foul call to me. That just has to happen because this is going to get a little ridiculous these last, you know, two, or two, two and a half games where Luca is just not getting any foul calls when he's constantly, constantly getting hit. So, um, you know, I just had to go on this little rant a little bit 
before I get into today's uh, game and, and why, you know, there are some positives, you know, going into this game, uh, I decided to release that because watching this game, it was just, just extremely frustrating watching Luca get hit and not getting these calls and, you know, Luca doing his best not to scream and yell at the referees. <laughs> uh, just, you know, hopefully this improves move, moving forward and these refs can get back to just making the right calls and, and giving Luca the calls he deserves. So as we get into this game, I just want to say this was really fun to see this Maverick team fight out this kind of game. Obviously, we know coming into this game, the Mavericks were shorthanded again. You know, we were without the same five players that we were in the previous game. And, you know, as well uh, as two starters included in those five. Um, so when you look at it, um, Dwight Powell, Josh Richardson... Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, and Maxi Kleber were all still out of this game, you know, due to COVID protocols, you know, a couple of positive tests in there for the Mavericks. So we still don't have those guys back yet. And in this game, going against a fully loaded Milwaukee Bucks team who had all their guys available to them in this game, the Mavericks came out and it played extremely tough. I mean, early in this game, the Mavericks really had a hard time scoring. And really, our just shooting touch was off as a whole for the entire team. You know, everyone kind of struggled from the field, but we still played gritty defense. And that's just kind of what we've come to expect from this Maverick team now this season. You know, when we're having tough shooting nights, when we're having bad games, we're kind of getting to the point where we can really rely on this defense. And when you're relying on your defense, even with five players out, I mean, I find that, you know, as impressive as can be. I don't know what else to say when you look at having five of your main rotation players out of your lineup and you're still able to put up a pretty solid defensive effort against the two-time MVP and a really dynamite team in the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, uh, so far in this season. It's, it's just a testament to how hard this Maverick team is working this year to becoming uh, you know, a defensive team and a top five defensive team in the in the NBA this year. Um, you know, the guys that we have out there are playing, you know, kind of to their strengths right now in our system, and they're getting it figured out a little bit. You know, we saw a run of players in this game, uh, as far as the young guys go, who just contributed. You know, they didn't do a whole, whole lot, but they're actually starting to get a feel for what their role is out there on the court. Josh Green, you know, Obviously, he doesn't fill up the stat sheet in any shape or form in this game. But, you know, when you're looking at the players and how they're contributing on this team right now, Josh Green gave us three rebounds. But in the time he was on the court, you've seen him everywhere. I mean, this guy is flying around the court, causing little deflections, helping with steals. You know, there was a play in the second quarter, you know, when Johnson was playing good defense on Middleton as he's coming up the court where... Uh, you know, Green was able to, you know, get back defensively and kind of knock it away from him. And, you know, he was able to kind of just influence a few plays as far as rebounding and, uh, you know, things like that go to really help the team in this game. Now, as I talk about rebounding, we, we all know our, <laughs> our woes right now. You know, we let Portis, I think, get like four rebounds in, in one possession on us. And that's just, you know... Not good, not what you're looking for, but, you know, Maxi is one of our better rebounders, and so is Dorian Finney-Smith, and not having those two guys 
uh, I think can be a little, you know, uh, misleading in some ways. You know, people can be like, oh, well, the Mavericks just, you know, look how bad they got out-rebounded in this game. They just need to make a dramatic trade now. And it's like, well, <laughs> we lost by three points. And we're missing five guys, two of them who are our main rebounders and the other one who is our best, you know, probably on the ball defender in Josh Richardson. So, I mean, you got to kind of live with that at this point. I mean, if we have everyone here and we get rebounded, uh, out rebounded like this, then I can understand a little bit more of the anger and the frustration. But when you have a game like this, that's so tough against a top team in the East like Milwaukee, you really can't walk away from this and really feel like you lost, really. Because after watching this game and the way we were able to fight back in the fourth quarter, um, I mean, I just can say I don't even consider this a loss. <laughs> um, to For them to have their whole team and for us to put up an effort like this, it was, you know, really nice. You know, Luca doing Luca things. Um, had 28 points, 9 rebounds, and 13 assists. You know, again, basically triple-double numbers and kind of what he does. Uh, his three-point shot kind of went away from him again in this game. He was 1 of 7 from the three-point line. Uh, was 12 of 24 from the field overall. So it was 50% actually from the field. But his uh, three-point shot just kind of wasn't there for him tonight. Now, the only kind of thing that was a little bit disappointing to see from him today was he was 3 of 7 from the free-throw line. You know, that's something that we thought Luca kind of squared away with a little bit. You know, his you know, his free throws weren't there last season, but in this season so far, they had kind of been really improved and he had been a, you know, a pretty pretty good free throw shooter, but to go 3 of 7 uh today from the free throw line and when you look at what the final score was in this game, uh <laughs> you know, those those missed free throws come back to haunt you, you know. So Luca, well, you know, still was unbelievable and you know, he contributed to so many things in this game and, and um, you know, he was really intense about it toward the end of the game where he really wanted this win. You know, you got to see that emotion at Aluka where he was pretty upset about us not calling the timeout at the end of the game. Um, and it probably was a bad decision on Carlisle's part to not take a timeout. But um, I'm not sure we did we have a timeout at that time. I think we did. And, you know, if you're really that determined to take it, then, you know, take that time out, Luca. <laughs> I don't think Carlisle is going to be upset uh, too much if you go ahead and call that time out and give us a good play to run uh, in that situation there. So, um, you know, take charge a little bit there like you have been on this team. You know, I don't think anyone is going to be very cross with Luca had he taken a timeout on, on his own right there without Carlisle's permission. Now, don't get me wrong, Carlisle wouldn't have liked it. He would have been upset, but uh, you know, it saved us probably a better shot in the end than what we ended up with. Now, that being said, the shot that we did get was not a bad shot. When you got a chance to, uh, you know, take the lead on a Porzingis three-point, you know, open shot, you're really not too disappointed with that. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm going to take that, you know, especially the way uh, Porzingis has come back, you know, pretty much shooting uh, so far. But in that being said, Porzingis as well tonight, didn't have his best nights. You know, Porzingis had 15 points and 10 rebounds. So in that already, you're happy with what he gave you. He's still coming back from injury. We don't want to rush him back. And and his shooting's going to come as uh, as long as he gets in shape and can stay healthy. 
Um, but his shooting tonight, he was 6 of 19 from the field and 2 of 7 from the three-point line. Now, he got a lot more minutes today. He played 29 minutes. So it was good to see him out there on the floor more. But obviously, it was going to take, you know, some of his legs out of his shot toward the end of the game, which is what probably happened on that last, uh, you know, shot of the game for him. Um, but, you know, you got to kind of live with that right now until he gets back into full shape. So as I say, we got five guys out. We technically got five guys out and one in Porzingis who's, <laughs> you know, barely even trying to get into shape right now to be on the court and is still contributing. You know, our starting lineup, you know, with the way we've had it, you know, we only have one glaring weak spot, you know, and we'll get to him in a second because Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, had another really good game for the Mavericks tonight and kept us connected in this game in a lot of ways. Every time when, uh, you know, Milwaukee thought they were going to go on a bit of a run, and tried to pull away from the Mavericks a little bit. Tim Hardaway Jr. came in and, you know, hit some shots. He hit some floaters in the lane and some big three-point shots when we needed him. Um, you know, he did get some foul calls against him that were, I thought, kind of weak at times, especially when he was guarding uh, Middleton. Um, but, you know, Middleton had a heck of a game in this one, and it's hard to take anything away from him. But, you know, I thought there was some tough calls on Hardaway Jr. But in this game, you know, Hardaway had 22 points and six rebounds. He was 4 of 9 from the 3-point line in his 37 minutes. So he got a lot of run out there and was 9 of 17 from the field. So he he's giving you a lot of production right now um, back in his starting role. I don't think he liked going to the bench at all. Um, I mean, obviously, he put up the points he did in that game coming off the bench for us in that game. But still, he believes he's a starter. He wants to be a starter and uh, I think he's starting to, you know, take up that same confidence that he had last season that, you know, gave him his best career season with the Mavericks. So, you know, it's it's going to only improve for him, you know, as we move forward here. But I just seen a lot of positive in his game now, getting back to what it was last season. Um, Willie Kalistein is kind of really solidifying his role as our starting center right now. He's starting to get into shape and getting into the flow of this offense and it just, you know, affects so much with his length out there on the court. You know, he had 11 points, 11 rebounds, and one assist. And he was 5 of 7 from the field in his 30 minutes. You know, Willie is effective when he decides to shoot. You know, he doesn't, you know, try to extend his range. Obviously, we knew in preseason he hit a 3 and, and one or two of them, but... You know, we didn't really want that to be part of his game this season. And I'm glad he hasn't tried to force the issue. He's just kind of tried to stick to what he's good at. And that's, you know, hanging around uh, the rim and, you know, being there for nice Luka passes on alley-oops. And then just making sure that you finish off anything else that's around that, um, you know, free throw area. So Willie is, is really getting comfortable with the Mavericks. And, you know, we're going to be so deadly when now you have a solid Willie in your starting lineup. And you're still able to bring Maxi Cleaver and Powell off the bench. <laughs> That's the role that Powell needs to be playing. And you give just a little bit different wrinkle uh, for other teams to have to worry about when now you have to worry about Powell and Maxi coming off the bench versus one, if not both of them, starting um, now. So I think... Um, you know, Willie is, is, as he gets more comfortable and is now figuring out his role, this Maverick team is going to be extremely deadly and deep now moving forward. Now, when I was talking about the starters and our one glaring weakness, I, I think it's pretty obvious who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, he's been starting just because uh, 
of default. <laughs> there really isn't much uh, other reason to why he's starting for us. Wessa Wandu um, is who I'm talking about here because he's not contributing a whole lot, especially on the offensive side. Um, he is getting some good rebounds and he is active. So I'm not trying to take anything away from the young guy, but he is not who we want in that role. <laughs> you know, if you could have uh, Josh Richardson, you know, in that role right now, um, and just plug him into this same lineup that we have, I think we become just deadly. <laughs> um, you know, a one do while I, like I said, I, I don't want to, you know, rag on the guy. He's just limited in what he can do. He, he is not, you know, going to come in and explode and give you, you know, a lot of offensive production. He is a guy who's just going to contribute with energy and, you know, uh, rebounding effort, but, you know, we were looking for more than that when we're trying to win. And obviously, one do is only in because of the situation with COVID. Um, so I just think, you know, there's a lot of positives to take out of this game. Even though, you know, we lost this this one to a tough, tough Milwaukee team. You know, even our bench guys contributed um, when it comes to James Johnson and uh, Trey Burke. You know, Johnson had 13 points. Three assists, two steals, and two blocks in his 29 minutes. He was five of nine from the field and two of five from the three-point line. James Johnson just is, just, you know, he's just fitting in perfectly with this Maverick team. Um, you know, early I was talking about him as just pretty much a trade piece when we got him. I, I, I did say, think, and I've said it since before the season, I thought he could really help and contribute for this Maverick team. But more than anything... You know, his contract was more of an asset to what we could end up getting for it. But now he's playing such a really, really good role for us. It's hard to envision us moving on from him unless the trade that we're going to get <laughs> is going to be something in the Bradley Bill range. Now, as I say that, everyone's going to call me crazy and say, you know, what's the matter with you? But the way this Maverick team is playing right now and all the role guys are fitting in so well in their positions... It's pretty easy to envision other teams watching this Maverick team and saying, man, those guys are dynamite coming off the bench. You know, Johnson comes in and, you know, pretty much does everything for the team. He's not going to explode and give you crazy points, but he's going to be productive in everything that he does. He's going to be smart with the ball in his hands and create for the team. Trey Burke is a guy giving you crazy points off the bench. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a guy giving you insane production right now. So everyone wants to talk about our assets and say that, you know, the Mavericks don't have anything that they can give up to get someone like Bradley Bill. I say if this team continues to play the way that they're playing, you know, these guys on our team are extreme assets to move on to a team who's trying to rebuild and us trying to get that one star player in someone like Bradley Bill. You know, I, I mentioned Trey Burke, and Trey Burke in this game had 13 points, three rebounds, and one assist. He was three of six from the three-point line in his 27 minutes. Burke is a guy who we know can get hot fast. Um, you know, he can give you a lot of production off the bench. Now, other than that, other bench guys didn't give you much. <laughs> you know, Boban had two points and two rebounds, and Tyrell Terry had two points and one rebound. All, although, as I say that, Tyrell Terry's two points that he got was a nice reverse layup against uh, Giannis. So 
I thought that was kind of impressive that, you know, he felt that defensive player on him. And the fact that that player was Giannis, that Tyrell Terry was still able to get that shot over his head was pretty impressive. <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's intriguing watching this Maverick team. As I said, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks did win this game 109 to 112, but the Mavericks fought really hard. Now, just as a quick rundown, you know, Giannis did Giannis. And and he doesn't really create for his team. You know, they're not getting good open shots off of his drives and things like that. He's either going to get you some rebounds and points or really nothing at all. So he had 31 points and nine rebounds. Middleton, who kind of took over for them and helped them, you know, win it down the stretch, had 25 points and eight rebounds with six assists. Drew Holiday had 16 points and three rebounds. And Lopez had 11 points and 11 rebounds as far as their starters go. Um, so they, they, they did some things. And it all still came down to, at the very end, Luka still had a chance to actually tie this game for the Mavericks as time expired. Um, it was funny to see, you know, Giannis happened to be the guy that was right there by Luka. And from the angle that Giannis had watching it as Luka let that ball go, I can tell you right now, he was probably <laughs> saying, oh no. Because when Luka let that thing go, it was lined up pretty good you know and then it veered off at the end and it ended up missing and of course you know we lost the game but Luka almost hit that shot and had he did you know that gave the, that would have given the Mavericks all kind of confidence going into overtime and Luka was already starting to kind of uh you know wake up as far as personality wise at the end of that fourth quarter so it would have been interesting to see had he made that then what would have happened in overtime but it didn't happen the shot didn't go the Mavericks do lose this game 109 to 112 against a really good Milwaukee Bucks team. As shorthanded as we were for us to lose by three, all I can look at is the positive. I can't really take a negative away from this game because it was hard fought, it was tough, and you know, our guys had to give it their all and took the best punch the Milwaukee Bucks could give with their entire lineup out there and you know for this kind of performance i, I i'm just still gonna call it um uh what's what's everyone's favorite word the moral victory <laughs> that's what i'm gonna go with on this one because um it, it was just a, such a good game overall it's hard to walk away and feel like we lost in this game when you know we were down as many guys as we were so i'm gonna stay positive about it you know i, I still gain confidence from this game you know josh green is a guy who's starting to gain confidence in his role out there on the court. It was fun watching him play. You know, we don't get to see a lot of our rookies, especially, you know, once our starters are all back. You know, Carlisle just doesn't play those guys a lot, and we've seen that early in the season. But, you know, now that we're actually getting to see them play, I think Josh Green can end up being a pretty dynamic force on the defensive end once he, you know, just establishes his role in his mind a little bit more because his physical traits are there. He seems to be able to get up over everyone you know, for rebounds, and it's exciting to see. Um, so I'm not going to look at it as a bad thing. I'm not going to look at this as a bad loss. I'm going to look at this as a positive moving forward for the Mavericks as we get some of our players back, you know, moving on to the rest of the season. So it's kind of a quick turnaround for the Mavericks. You know, we actually... Um, you know, don't get a lot of time off after this game. So we just kind of kind of shake this one off here and, you know, pick ourselves up and hopefully 
maybe get some of these guys who were just in protocol and were not tested positive for COVID back. Um, but we take on uh, the Chicago Bulls uh, this Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. You know, so it's a, you know, early afternoon game. Um, you know, I believe you can catch it on Fox Sports Southwest or NBC, actually. So um, Chicago is a team who I think we can beat. So hopefully we can rebound after this tough, hard-fought loss uh, to a great Milwaukee Bucks team. And, you know, let's look forward to this next game and try to, you know, recover ourselves a little bit. Uh, you know, although on that game, it may be a little questionable if KP actually plays. We'll see how that all plays out. So, that was all for today's episode, Maz fans. I hope you like what you heard. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Like, follow, and share with your friends. And I hope you listen in next time, Maz fans. Thanks a lot.